Welcome to the Crave Magazine Podcast, feeding your soul with art. What is life if you don't have art? Give your art to the world because the world needs that. Embrace mentors. Look at the people who have already done what you've done. If you have enough discipline and enough focus, then you're able to achieve what you want to achieve. Sometimes you have to stand out to fit in. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 10th episode of the Crave Podcast. Yep, number 10, here we are. I'm very excited today. We've got a fantastic artist for our interview today. And in fact, she has invited us into her studio. So we're sitting here in the artist studio. Let me tell you guys a little bit about her. She is a Colorado-based mixed-media visual artist, and her work has been seen across Denver, from being showcased as a shoe artist in several area events to designing dresses for the internationally recognized paper fashion show. And she has even been a featured artist in several area businesses. I, I know that she is a dedicated yogi and that she drives inspiration from her love of travel, as well as her continued growth in her plant-based lifestyle. From her wall pieces to her one-of-a-kind wearable shoe art, she is truly an inspiring and up-and-coming Colorado artist. And I am so privileged and honored she is also my wife. Yes, that's right. I'm sitting here with the artist known as JRP, a.k.a. Jan Race Prudent. Jan Race, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jim, for having me here. That was quite the introduction, by the way. All true. All true. <laughs> Let's Finally, start. thank you for having me on your 10th podcast. Well, I have to save number 10 for somebody big, and that's why I chose you. So thanks for being on here. Thank you. Let's start off the interview with an inspiration. I like to ask my interviewees um, something that inspires them, whether that be a piece of art or music or uh, a quote or just something that they carry with them throughout their life. Uh, what do you got for us? Sure, absolutely. I would love to share an inspirational quote. There is no good or bad, right or wrong. What we consider mistakes are actually seeds of beauty and depth that otherwise would never have been. That quote is from Megan Curry. It was taken from her video that she did where um, she's an artist and yogi based out of Bali, which I love. Um, Bali, go Bali. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Megan Curry did this video where she was doing yoga poses on canvas and she's painting as she's doing yoga poses on this large canvas and it was very inspirational and the quote really spoke to me basically what she was talking about was in reference to her art and I was like wow me too so when I first started uh, painting my artwork I was very critical and always looking at the mistakes feeling that um, when I was painting I always noticed things that were wrong that I needed to fix and so I would add more layers of paint to it and over the years, I've come to realize that they're actually not mistakes. Like Megan said in her quote, they are seeds of beauty. And um, I finally just was able to let go of that. There are no mistakes in life. And basically, when I paint, I just let it go. I just, whatever turns out on my canvas is supposed to, it's exactly the way it's supposed to be. So I really love that quote. So thank you for letting me share that. Absolutely. Would you read it one more time? Sure. There is no good or bad, right or wrong. What we consider mistakes are actually seeds of beauty and depth that otherwise would never have been. Wow, that's powerful, yeah. And if you get a chance, take a look at her um, video that she did. It's very beautifully done. Um, it's Megan Curry, C-U-R-R-I-E. 
All right, cool. Uh, Megan Curry. So uh, you talked a little bit about when you first started painting. Why don't we get into your story? Tell our listeners how you got started as an artist, what drove you to, to create art, and uh, let's get your story. Sure, absolutely. Well, you know, I've always considered myself to be a creative type. Um, I, I, I have always been an artist. I've always loved creative things. I started off my professional career as a graphic designer and digital marketer, so I've always loved to be creative. If it's not on computer, then it's on canvas. About six years ago, I bought my townhome and I turned the second bedroom into an art studio slash yoga studio. And I was able to really be able to express myself on canvas. But before that, actually, let me rewind. Um, about 10 years ago, I started a company called Sparkle Eyes. And it was a clothing line where I imported clothing from India. Sparkle Eyes. So, yes, Sparkle Eyes. <laughs> And I would do all these fun fashion and art shows, which I really love. And my clothing was, I mean, it was a fun, it was fun clothing. It was Indian inspired clothing made out of repurposed sari. So it, it's a textile based out of India. And I, um, I really loved selling the clothes and doing the fashion shows, but then I felt like it wasn't, there was something else calling. I needed to do something that was expressing my creativity in a different way. So I got started, like I said, I had my own art studio within my home and so I started to paint. And I discovered Jackson Pollock and I really loved that splash painted art. I was really drawn to that. So I started doing it. I didn't know what it was gonna turn out to be. I didn't even know how, how to even apply paint. I never really picked up a paintbrush before. I was not really into, um, you know, drawing. So I was just, or you know, drawing out or figuring out what I'm gonna do. I loved abstract and just throwing a bunch of paint onto canvas. So I um, I started getting a bunch of enamel paint from the hardwood, hardware store, got a bunch and uh, started splash painting with wood sticks. And that's how I first started. Later on, um, I didn't know much about Jackson Pollock and took a look at his documentary that he did and I found out that Jackson Pollock was doing a very had a very similar style of applying paint to canvas as I did and I thought that was kind of cool. I kind of was getting in touch with my Pollock side. Channeling the Pollock? <laughs> yes, absolutely. You don't paint with a cigarette in your mouth, do you? No, I don't. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> so uh, we talked in the intro about a lot of things that you've been involved in. Um, which are, I think, some great successes. And you, in your story, you talked about Sparkle Eyes. I mentioned art shoes, and you haven't mentioned that yet. So can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So after I started doing Jackson Pollock, I was like, you know what? I want to combine my two favorite passions, which are art and fashion. So I started to um, take some of my old pair of heels and splash paint them and... Um, you know, I started getting a lot of compliments on them. I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe I should start doing that for clients. And I did a few fashion shows where I had these really fun fashion shows where um, <laughs> where I had splash painted shoes going down the runway. And so I started to do that, but then it was just, I got, I was a little bored with it. And so, I mean, I still do wearable art. 
However, right now I'm working on a different technique, which is fluid acrylic. Can I jump in before you talk about the fluid acrylic? Because sure. I, just, I just want to let the audience know that I have one pair of splash painted shoes. Two are always welcome, but I have one pair, and uh, I always get comments whenever I wear them. People always comment on them, so yeah, thank you. They're great. They're awesome. Yeah, they're definitely a showstopper, and it, it's different. You know, there's a lot of uh, shoes out there where they print, so it looks like splash paint on the shoes, but this is a little different, where you can tell that they've been painted. Uh, so they're fun. You know, I love wearable art. I, you know, I love it on shoes and clothes and anything I can get my hands on. Um, but however, like going back to the fluid acrylic, that's my new style. I love uh, painting with mixed media, glass in particular, mosaic glass, glass dust. That's what I'm currently working on and I'm working on a new technique as well. So can you talk about fluid acrylics and what, what you mean by that? Sure, absolutely. It's basically pouring different acrylics on top of each other. And then what I do is move the canvas in a different kind of directing the paint where it goes and it creates this beautiful abstract um, look. Cool, cool. So what are some of the challenges that you've had on your journey as to become a uh, successful artist? Sure, you know, there's been a lot of challenges through my art career and one of them is um, being my own worst critic. And like I talked about earlier about the quote and why I love that quote, is that, you know, when she talks about mistakes and that they're, they're really not mistakes, they're actually seeds of beauty, you know, to be able to look at your artwork and be fine with it and let go of, okay, this is not good enough or I've made a mistake or I see all the mistakes or maybe that paint is not supposed to be that way or that the texture is not right, I am able to let go and just being, just being able to accept my artwork. So, do you ever start over? Do you ever like, yes, go back I to a piece to, and say this is no good and just start completely fresh? Yes, and I would stress myself out and paint over it and then and then be sad because I like the original painting versus the new one. And, and I stopped doing that. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna just let it, um, let it have its natural flow and go with it. I'd read that, uh, you know, that's often something painters do, artists do, and that there's like an x-ray study done on the Mona Lisa, and there's se several editions of the Mona Lisa underneath sections of it or pieces of that that um, Da Vinci had painted as he had decided he wanted to adjust or change. And yes, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. So it's something obviously that I guess it's the, common in the, the artist's mind. <laughs> that's right. So what are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned uh, in creating your art? The biggest lesson, well, you know, it's just confidence is that I do have the ability to express myself creatively on canvas. And so one of the lessons I've learned is self-acceptance. Like I said, just being able to accept my abilities as an artist and, and just keep pushing myself and going forward with my artwork and my art career. So what, what, what do you love about your artwork? One of the things I love about my artwork is that I have no idea what it's going to look like. I, I create abstract artwork and I have an idea of colors and mixed media that I want to use. But at the end of the day, I have no idea what it's going to look like. And it's exciting to be able to go into my studio and and paint. And then after it dries, I come into the, come into the studio the next day and I'm like, wow, it, I can't believe I created that. So... 
um, that's exciting to see what it transforms into. So does it change like as you're painting and then even as you're done painting, you go, wow, this is fabulous. And then you walk away and leave it and then it dries. And as it dries, it becomes something even different. Is it? Yes, actually, like I said earlier, I'm working on this new technique for fluid acrylics. And um, something that I'm doing is that I'm applying heat to it. So as the heat is applied to the acrylics, they start to um, have cell formations and, and it starts to do its own thing. And when it completely dries, it does not look like the day before. So it, it just, it, it's, it's pretty amazing. I love it. How, how, did, how does art or creating art, how has it affected other areas of your life or your relationships or things like that? Well, I hope our relationship is fabulous. I think that, um, I, you know, I've married another creative. Uh, so, you know, it really makes me think outside the box. I've always been, you know, very, very right brained. And, and I see the world in a different way. And I'm able to solve problems creatively. And as I talk to other creative types, and I, I notice that we are... Um, very innovative thinkers. I love to be a visionary and just kind of um, think think differently than than I guess the everyday Joe. Think different. That used to be an Apple slogan. Yes, I yeah. know. <laughs> you know, I think you're right. Like being creative, being a creative mind, or even just accept, being accessible to creativity. Um, say you're an accountant, but having a creative outlet makes you a better accountant. It makes Absolutely. you see see numbers in a different way, see your spreadsheets in a different way, kind of. And I think that really applies to anything that we do. Absolutely. And I think that people, you know, I think everybody has an ability or has a creative bone in their body, but they just haven't explored it. So, I, I mean, I meet a lot of people that say that they're not creative and, and I don't agree with that. I think that we all can be creative in our own ways, but, you know, some people are a lot more in tune to it than others. Yeah, they're not, it's not that they're not creative. They just haven't explored their creative side, perhaps. Absolutely. Yeah. So are you ready to go a little deeper? Sure. Uh-oh. What is one piece of advice that you would give to someone who's just starting out as an artist? Oh, wow. Um, one piece of advice uh, is going back to where you said that artists kind of have this tendency to be a critic, their own worst critic. Trying to just like let go and just let the painting or their artwork or whatever creative medium they select to just let it be, you know, walk away from it if you feel like it's not good enough and then come back to it. So just being able to let go don't be so, of expectations. Let go of expectations. Don't yes. be so critical of yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, tell me, why should we care about art? Oh, my gosh. I think art is life and life is art. And and, and I didn't quote that. I don't know who that's from, but <laughs> I... <laughs> I think that that it's extremely important to to appreciate art because it provides us with a a sense of appreciation. Just I feel that art opens our mind, and that's why I feel art is important. Whether it's music or theater or visual art, art is extremely important for everyone to to experience. It's mind opening. It's mind expanding. It's something that that I live and breathe and and I think that other people should experience it as well. Art is mind expanding, she says. I like that. That's good. We talked at the beginning a little bit about an inspiration. You give us the quote from Megan Curry. Uh, I like to find out other, other artists that people are inspired by or that artists are inspired by. We all draw inspiration from other areas. So would you give me another uh, two or three artists that 
that you're inspired by? Sure. Uh, I, you know, I find new artists on Instagram all the time that I, I, I pull inspiration from. Uh, one of the artists is this French artist by the name of J.M. Robert. And I just love his artwork. He does, um, it's very colorful artwork, which is similar to mine. However, he uses a lot of um, stencil and spray paint, as well as um, um, his stencils are faces. So most of them are faces. And so he does this, ab he has this abstract artwork that's just beautiful and every time I see it I'm just I'm in love with it um, another artist that I've been following is Alexander Ray's um, he's from the UK and he has an interesting application of artwork oh gosh and there's another artist that I'm thinking of where it's just all drip um, and he's from the UK as well but you know I find new artists on Instagram all the time and I guess maybe I'm gravitated to the use of color and technique that they use and I find inspiration not just from artists, but from from what happens in life and um, uh, situational things. I, I pull inspiration from in the environment and, and things like that. But um, Megan Curry, who I had mentioned before, she's a yogi as well. So I love to see uh, yogis and artists that are, you know, that's, I'm like, oh, someone else like me. So um, Plus she lives in Bali. Yes. Bum, bum, bum. I love Bali. <laughs> So you mentioned J.M. Robert as well. Yes. Uh, is he, where is he from? He's a, he's a French artist. French artist. And yes. then uh, Reese, uh, Alexander Reese. Is that yes. Alexander Reese is a UK artist. And so you mentioned Instagram. Are you finding, do you use Instagram as inspiration? You, you follow I artists do. on Instagram? I do. Facebook and Instagram are my jam. And I, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love it because I, you know, you can, you, I get so much, it's information overload for sure. It's my jam. Yeah. <laughs> And so I, Megan, Megan Curry's my jam too, by the way. And so is Jim. Jim's my jam. Thanks, honey. <laughs> Fire, and you know, people tell me about new artists all the time as well, or art, other artists talking about about new people that I can explore. And so, you know, I always love to, to learn from other people that are making it. Jan Reyes? Yes. What do you hope to give back to the world as an artist? You know, that's a good question because... Um, First of all, I want to start getting into doing live art installations and donating um, a portion of uh, the proceeds to a nonprofit. Uh, you know, I, I want to give back in, in, in different ways, and I hope that my artwork can can help, you know, people go to a place with inside themselves where they, they didn't have never explored before. So just being able to express my my creativity and and bring a smile to people's face you want your art to bring a smile to people's face yes yeah your art's pretty fun yeah no I, it's fun and happy and it's just energetic and you know it's at it's abstract art so there's i mean there's no particular message i'm trying to portray except that it's happy i just can't it just be happy art happy art yeah yeah happy art so and you talked about message I think today, especially with the political environment that we have and the world environment that we have, a lot of artists, you know, really gravitate towards some kind of message. And I know that you're a fan of Banksy. I'm a fan of Banksy. And Banksy is the ultimate, like, sort of political artist where he makes a statement in every, in every piece he does. And uh, But you're an artist not that way, is it? Right. I, I don't think I'm a I, – I wouldn't consider my art to be socialist art. It's – abstract contemporary art that you know it's full of 
texture and emotion. Uh, however, I'm not, I, you know, I don't ha I'm not out to give, uh, to have some sort of political message about it. Maybe later on I will when, if that's, if, if I start getting bored with what I'm doing now <laughs> and I want to have a mission and, and spread the word about maybe veganism and hey, something that's really like stop eating meat because it's horrible for you or something like that. Oh, yes. Some meat art. Yes. Anti meat art. Yes. So, um, and so your art really, like you said earlier, it's just fun. It's fun to look at. It creates, stirs emotion in people because of the bright colors or because of the different textures. Would you say that's true? Correct. Yeah. Have you heard that kind of feedback from people like, wow, this is really. It's fun. I would, you know, yeah, yes. I hear fun and happy and it, it just creates this happy emotion. A lot of my paintings that, you know, I put love into, you know, the number one ingredient is love into my paintings and so I oh that's sweet <laughs> I'm all about love just pour a lot of love into yes. that painting yeah okay what do you think holds most artists back from becoming an artist themselves becoming a professional what do you think holds people back in the art world their negative thoughts they're uh, the only thing that's holding them back is, is themselves and just con uh, neg negative beliefs or limiting beliefs that they're not good enough that that uh, the world doesn't need another artist I, I have no idea that's at least some of the thoughts that went through my head it took me a while for me to actually pick up spray paint and paint and and start to do creative work so it's limiting beliefs and knowing that you know you have control over your thoughts and trying to change your 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 beliefs around that hey you know what i am worthy and my paint is, or my artwork is worthy and um i'm out to to do my own thing and express myself creatively i think that it, you said um i think that's what holds most people back in anything they do absolutely self-doubt and the self-doubt negative beliefs the mind talk that they can't, aren't good enough to do it like how, how would that have changed if you didn't have those beliefs when you began? If you're like, oh, I'm great, I can do this, this is no problem. Actually, I was, I was scared about jumping in. I had a lot of fear about um, technique and application. Like I said, I've never picked up really picked up a paintbrush and was like, okay, I'm gonna paint. I that's not at all how it started. It was more, I love Jackson Pollock and I want to paint just like him. And that's exactly what I did. And and like I said, it wasn't even paintbrushes. It's wood sticks that I had as an application. And then I started, you know, using whatever I could get my hands on to apply the paint, pouring it, splashing it dripping it, whatever I had. And I love spray paint too, so I used a lot of spray paint. And that's not even a paintbrush. So just jumping right into it and not worrying about what the end result is. And pouring, you know, you, you when you follow your passion, then that's kind of, you know, then the universe kind of brings you, it, it provides you more and more gifts. And and you start, if you follow your passion, then, you know, it's, it's, it's bliss at the end of the road. Follow your passion. What do you think about like someone who follows their passion, who uh, has a career job and they're you know working a nine to five and they're stuck and they don't like their job, but they're passionate. Say they're passionate about painting. And how do they how do they make that transition from uh, I'm going into the office every day to I'm going into my studio every day? <laughs> if you really want to get into this, so I'm not a nine eight to five kind of person. You know, there it goes back to limiting beliefs. People think that they need to have this steady income to to live, 
and they're and, and they they work to live rather than live to work. Wait, is that right? Live to work. <laughs> Maybe flip that around. Yeah. I don't know. Live to work or work to live. Where I think a lot of people, and I actually mentioned this in a previous podcast with somebody we brought up kind of the same topic, is that people, um, they get on this track, this career track, they're expected to know exactly what they want to do when they graduate from college or graduate from high school, and they get on a career track, and then they start to make some money, and then they buy things with that money, and now they're buying things that they can't afford with the money that they didn't yet make, and so now they're working to to pay for the things that they actually really can't afford. And Consumerism, so you, yeah. You, you get stuck in this right. place of... Um, work, it's a trap, really. You're living to work instead of working to live. Working to live, exactly. I think that's what you were trying to say. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it is it is one of those things where h- how do I quit my full-time job to pursue my art career? And... And, and, and that, that is, yeah, that, that's a challenge. But what I would say is, you know, block out a certain amount of hours per day. It's time management, too, is block out a certain amount of hours per day so that you can work on your passion. And pretty soon, you know, you're, you're spending more time on your passion rather than your, your full time, your nine to five. It, it is a challenge, you know, um, and, and then also, you know, working on passive income and, and trying to build that passive income so that way you're not relying on your nine to five. And it goes into, you know, money management and your your beliefs around money and and being able, you know, I recommend T. Harv Ecker and Secrets of the Millionaire Mind and learning how to really um, manage your money properly so that way you're not relying on your 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 paycheck every two weeks. So I heard this quote recently, uh, Jack Canfield said, and I don't know if he's the originator of the quote, but he said... Chicken soup for the soul. Yeah, chicken yes. soup for the soul guy. He had said that uh, poor people have TVs in their home, wealthy people have libraries in their home. And then he took it a little bit further to say that rich people have written some of the books in the libraries in their home. And I think that's really powerful. Wow. And going to back to your thing about the artist, if, you, if there's a passion that you love... Like maybe spend an hour less watching TV or an hour less sitting in front of your computer. Right. Like when you get home. That's what I meant is like spending hour more hours toward, you know, like even if it's an hour a day or 30 minutes a day towards something that you really love, eventually that passion will take over. And and watching TV, I mean, it's a waste of time unless you're watching documentaries or something that you're actually learning. We don't watch TV but you know we are constantly learning we're learning how to become a better person we're learning how to manage our time better how to manage our money better how to really really follow our passion one of the things like you said just now was uh if you do have this balance in your life and you take time to do all these different things to have balance in your life you actually have more time not less time and i think that's correct pretty important because people are, are like oh i don't have time to do that or i don't have time to do this and i think really what it is is Take a look at your life and see where you're spending most of your time. And I love TV. Don't get me wrong. I love Game of Thrones and all that kind of stuff. But um, I watch it very rarely and in very small chunks. I don't sit in front of a TV. I think there was some statistic that um, Americans watch four to six hours of TV per day. And just because the TV is on like in the morning when you get up and you have the TV on while you're getting ready for work. And so you may not even have it on that you're watching it directly sitting in front of it. But it's background noise, and I think that is also distracting. And I, I heard something well, else. Well, so is social media. There's a lot of distractions in life nowadays, um, you know, and it's just about limiting your time on certain things. And 
how do you go out and really work on things that you really want to work on? Exactly. It's taking that time. And, and if you have a family and if you've got kids and all that other stuff, like they're, they should be your number one priority. But then number two priority would be your passion, what you're passionate about and spend some time there. If you, if you're passionate about whatever it is, spend a little time on that passion every day and that passion will grow and eventually perhaps maybe it could become a career or it could become something to provide additional income for you or, or I mean it could change your life in so many ways don't you think? Absolutely. Alright Jam Race so let's get back to you let's get on track to you if you had 60 seconds with 20 year old Jam Race what would you say to her and why? You know I'm sure you ask uh, everyone on this podcast like some advice that you would give your younger self Sure. and um, you know one of the things, like when I was 20 years old, I didn't know anything. Uh, like I really, and, and at 20 years old, I felt like I wasn't as creative as I am now, or at least tapped into it. I would tell myself to continue to explore creative avenues. Um, I think that, you know, there was definitely something inside of me when I was 20 years old that was I was looking for um, something creative. And I know that when I when I when I paint, when I do anything creative, I I'm feeding my soul, and I love it. Like feed your soul with art. Like Jim loves to say that this quote for Crave. That's Crave Crave quote. <laughs> I took that because I love it. Feed and your soul with art. Yes, man. yes, absolutely. And and so and that's what I would tell them is that you need to continue to feed your soul with art, whether it's to become much more cultured or uh, learn more about different types of. Uh, uh, visual arts and performance art and different types of music just just jump in there and enrich yourself with art that's good do you think you would listen to that yes absolutely <laughs> i mean i still i mean i love art and i love experience different forms of art what are some different forms other than painting that you like and shoes uh, i love fashion so you know i love I love performance art. I, I, I'm, I don't participate in performance art, but I love watching different types of shows, musicals and Broadway shows. I also love immersive theater shows, anything with, uh, that has music and art and dancing. I love, I love, I appreciate different, uh, different types of visual art out there. And I love glass work. I love um, sculptures and glass and anything made out of glass. I love. Like Chihuly style? Oh, I love Chihuly, but just different forms of art. So you had talked about this fluid acrylics that you're working on. Uh, I always like to ask my guests what they're working on today, what excites them, what gets them out of bed. What, what's the future look like for Jan Race, the artist, JRP? Well, you excite me when I get out of bed. Okay, we're not going down that road. Let's. Uh... <laughs> no, uh, let's see. So, w what excites me is um, is being able to create. This is I'm... a podcast for the kids. Yes. Just kidding. Go ahead. Um, I love to create. I uh, what gets me out of the bed is, like I said earlier, is I have no idea what my paintings are going to look like at the end of the day, and so to be able to explore with different types of uh, techniques and textures really uh, really get me excited and like I said I'm I'm starting to record my process so it's fun to see the different types of techniques I'm going to be using so check that out it's coming up um as soon as my husband helps me um record these oh she's <laughs> pulling me in okay so uh you just like to, to kind of push your 
process further. Push my boundaries and try different things try because things. Um, in order to grow as an artist, you have to just keep on pushing and trying different different things. And so that's exactly what I'm doing. Awesome. Well, is there any last bits of advice or words of wisdom or thoughts that you'd want to share with the Crave audience? Uh, no, just go out and experience art in whatever, you know, in however you want to, whether it's going to a museum or going to a gallery opening or experience in a musical, like go out and just experience art because it is just mind expanding. So if people want to get a hold of you or find out more about you, I'm sure they could go on Google or check you out or you have a website. Just, uh, you know, my name is pretty unique. So if you type in Janrace into Google, you'll probably find me, janrace.com, J-A-N-R-A-C-E.com. Janrace.com. And is that also how people can find you on social media, on the tweets and the Instagrams and stuff? <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Everything is, I'm pretty consistent with it. Everything is called Janrace. So Janrace. You can find my YouTube page, um, Instagram, my, my Twitter page, as well as Facebook. Uh, just go to my website. You'll find all those links. Well, that's great. Uh, we're going to end it there. Thank you so much, Jan Race, for being on our podcast today. I really appreciate number 10, episode number 10. Thank you, Jim, um, for doing this podcast and including me on that. Absolutely. It really helps to know the producer of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, and uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. All right. The music for episode 10 of the Crave podcast is brought to you by... DJ Shaw Money. Please do check out his SoundCloud page, DJ Shaw Money Beats. That's S H A H M O N E Y B E A T Z. We at Crave love supporting new artists and new sounds, so please check out DJ Shaw Money Beats on SoundCloud. Also, a huge shout out to Crave's newest sponsor, Moxie Lux. Moxie is an immersive Denver, Colorado event company providing one of a kind, extraordinary event experiences. And for those of you who are going to be in the Denver area on January 20th, 2018, you will not want to miss their next event. Moxie Lux is presenting The Dark Fairy Tale, the Akurere Iceland Experience. This is a Game of Thrones inspired event and it will be an evening unlike any other. As guests, you will interact with performers as they create vignettes, stories, and unforgettable experiences right before your eyes. It's completely immersive and all-inclusive. Use the discount code CRAVE when you check out to get $10 off your order. That is C-R-A-V-E, CRAVE. And where do you order tickets? Well, of course, go to eventsmoxie.com. That's E-V-E-N-T-S, Moxie, M-O-X-I-E, eventsmoxie.com. Check out the event. You'll get all the information. You can register, get tickets, and of course, use the discount code CRAVE to get $10 off your order. Thank you for listening to the Crave Magazine Podcast. I am Jim Wills, your host and producer for this episode, and I am on a mission to bring art back to the world. And with your help, we can make that happen. So please, take a moment to leave a positive review for us on iTunes. And if you like what you heard, even more importantly, tell your friends. If there's something that we can do better, by all means, let us know. And if you are an artist or even just want to hear from a favorite artist, well, send us a message. We are putting this show out for all of us who love and appreciate the arts, so tell us how we can improve. Remember, always be good to one another, and of course, take time to feed your soul with art.